Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM FM network and you are joined by Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, good morning and a happy new week to you. Yes, good morning Danuta and we are super grateful to have you back in the studio this morning talking about all things Faith FM and Positively Different Radio and whatnot as you've been away at the the minister's meetings with Shell uh, as well. She was out for most of last week. You were out for all of last week, having a fantastic time considering well, how it is, how is it that we best reach people with the gospel? Absolutely. It was a great time. We were able to connect with a lot of pastors together and their families. Great time building relationships mm. and also a really spiritual time, really, yeah. really uplifting to be able to, you know, worship God together in song and also in digging into his word and Praying together. I love praying with other people. Um, mm. Do you love praying with other people? Oh, man, of course. It's like, it's, well, I think Jesus def- definitely gives us advice to pray alone. He says either in the in the closet or in the secret place, but then praying collectively as well. I think the ultimate thing that it promotes is, is unity amongst the believers. That's it. And that's what we did find, you know, it was just a beautiful time to, to be uplifted and to go away feeling rejuvenated, refreshed, refocused mm. in every way. And, um, yeah, and then on the weekend my husband was preached at Armadale, met a lady. Oh, Hello, shout out amazing. to... Oh, I've forgotten her name, but anyway, one of the ladies at church said she listens to woman. Faith FM. Shout out, shout out, woman! Yeah. You know, I'm Adele. Hello, yeah. um, just gone blank right at this moment, but great, great to hear that there's listeners out there when we're travelling around as yeah. well in every way. And and you're keeping well. You're a lot better too oh, since I've been man, away. No, I'm doing good. Rode my bike in this morning. Um, hey, shout out to my friend Alec. He just texted me on Instagram and said, "Hey, I'm listening." He's one of my uni friends, so shout out him. Hey, if you're a personal friend of and you want to shout out, I guess just text me. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Pastor Justin Lorman on mm. politics and prophecy, which is always fabulous. In our new segment, we're going looking at a story from Alabama and also looking at overcoming hostility and opposition. And in our Bible study, we're starting a new series on motivation and preparation for mission. Mm. Today, we're looking at sharing the good news. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM positively different. Starting a whole new week again this morning and we are so excited that you are listening to us from wherever you are and we are going to are we doing our first quiz question this morning? Yeah, yeah, we we are going we will do our first quiz question this morning. Here we go. Simply this how many letters did Peter write? Now, this mm. isn't Peter who comes in and occasionally, you know, MC or well, he uh, DJs the show, produces the show for us. This isn't. <laughs> this isn't. Oh, I forget his last name, but I remember his first name is Peter, the, the lead singer from Midnight Oil. Peter Garrett. It's not him either. Um, it's the only reason I make that reference is because right now I got a I got a fat mustache and it's a bit of. A, you have got a mustache because it, it's, it's, November, it's November. November. So I, I'm I'm kind of in like a bit of an 80s 90s mindset. Um, um, it's okay. neither of those guys. It's Peter from the Bible. How many letters did Peter write? If you know the answer to this one, hey, 0491 064 is the number to text. And our prize 
for this week is the wonderful and fantastic Revive Cafe Cookbook. We're giving away number eight, which is the newest of the cookbooks very recently released. We will give you this cookbook absolutely for free. Absolutely for free. All you have to do is win the draw. To win the draw, you have to just get answers correct. Absolutely. Text us in on 0491064669. That question again, how many letters did Peter write? And, of course, Revive Cookbook number eight. We actually had Jeremy Dixon on, not last week, but the week before. We interviewed him, and he actually gave us, I think it was three great recipes from Mm. the Revive Cookbook. And just over 50% of those are actually desserts in that book. It's actually got most of the desserts. I remember Suzanne texting in and saying she's got markings in throughout throughout that oh, cookbook so because awesome. there's so many great healthy dessert recipes in there. Mm. So you can't go wrong. And, of course, it's got this big picture of a black forest cake on the front, which is not your typical black forest cake, but it actually has this beautiful picture of a black forest cake that is healthy that I have tried to do several years ago. took a lot of work, so I haven't done it since. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really did like it. Um, just really enjoyable. So that's what you go in the draw for, the Revive Cookbook number eight. Yes, the Revive Cookbook number eight. Hey, we also want to give a shout-out this morning to our listeners in Mackay. Mackay, oh, Queensland. Queensland. Up, up in uh, – in, I, I, you'd consider, consider Mackay North Queensland, listening on 87.6 above the tropics of of – is it – is it is it Capricorn? Is it Cancer Capricorn? It's above Capricorn, right? I'm yeah. pretty I'm pretty sure. Look, don't check me on my but geography. But it's below Townsville. Uh, it is. It's below right. Townsville. It's below Townsville. Most places are below Townsville. Yeah, but it's between town between Townsville and Brisbane. That's right. Hey, if you're in Mackay this morning, you know, North Queensland area, give us a text to 0491-064-669. That is the number to text us on and let us know how your day is and what you love about Mackay. Yeah, or even if you're travelling through Mackay because there's lots of grey nomads out at this time of the year. Yeah. Between May and October, they travel everywhere. They usually go right up to Queensland, right Mm -hmm. through the centre. We'd have them coming through Burke all the time. Have you been up to that area of of Queensland No, I've been to Harvey Bay. I've been Mm -hmm. to Townsville. been going to Cairns in January. Sure. uh, But not Mackay itself. Yeah, I haven't been to Mackay itself. I've had a fair few friends from Mackay, but I've like I've been up to Cairns and stuff like that. But I, I yeah. thought, last time nice. I went to Cairns, I was six. So okay. you know, North North Queensland towns were all those places. I've never been to Townsville. I've I don't venture up that far, but I, I hope to go up there one day. It's worth going. Everyone just talks about how cool it is and you know how nice and tropical and hot it is, and especially along great the, weather. Especially along the Esplanade where the beach you know, we walk along the beach and all sorts of things. Yeah. Absolutely. Picnics there too. Hey, what's, what's happening pits? in the world of positively different news? Okay, well, see, here's some a great story about overcoming hostility and opposition. So on our news, of course, over the last month, we've been seeing a lot of the devastating news of the Israeli-Hamas war, okay? And we've done a lot on that here at Faith FM as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the news, you know, of, of what's happening in Israel and, and Gaza. And, of course, even last night when I was watching the news, what was really gut-wrenching was to actually hear that... Every 10 minutes, catch this, this really blew me away. Every 10 minutes, one child is losing their life. Oof, 
That's that huge, is isn't so it? Difficult. That is huge. Yeah. And like, and so thousands, of course, have been killed and also taken hostage as well. Um, and they also showed the fact that, you know, children, um, they showed in this case children, but of course people are lining up for food. And on average, they were saying that people are just getting like two slices of bread a day. And that's, that's, that's it. You know, we're really fortunate to be able to have the three meals a day mm. here. Um, or most people in most cases as well. But, you know, our prayers really um, ought to be there for for those who are losing their loved ones, for the war to cease, for, for so much in that area uh, we need to be praying for. In amongst this dark, you know, the darkness that is happening with this, the, 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 the lives that are being lost and everything, there is some good news amongst this. And here is an interesting story that I found about a Jewish Arab school in Israel that has actually mm. tried for a long time to heal the divisions between the Jews and the Arabs. Mm. And so there's actually what's uh, the name of the school is Max Rain Hand in Hand School in Jerusalem. Uh, it's actually a bilingual and an integrated Jewish Arab school. So the, ch- the, sc- the children that go there, there's the Jewish children that are going there. There's also Arab, Arab children that are going there. And also what was interesting, it's not just that the students are actually Jewish and Arabic, but so are the staff. And so the principal of the elementary school, you know, so the mm. early years is actually Arabic and the principal of the secondary school is actually Jewish. And I thought, what a beautiful picture right here of them being integrated right from the top level, right down and from down, you know, top down and bottom up as well. And so the learning environment is an inclusive environment. And I just want to read here what the founder of, of what's, what's called the T4 education. So there's actually other schools as well around Israel that, that are, are like this as well. It's not the only one, but the, the amazing thing is that this particular school, the, the one that's called Max Rain Hand in Hand School in Jerusalem mm. has actually won a global prize for overcoming adversity, this which is, is fantastic, isn't it really? Like a world prize, yeah. world prize, which is absolutely fantastic. And so the founder of the T4 Education, Vikas Poda, says this, and, um, and this is taken from Inkle. My, by healing long-standing divisions between Jews and Arabs through the transformative power of education, mm-hmm. you show that there is a path of understanding and with it, peace. Don't yeah. you love that? I, I think this is amazing. I mean, the the hatred towards this oh. other group of people is something that for children is is learned and inherited, right? Like it usually starts over some, you know, squabble or difficulty over something, which historically for Jews and Arabs, it's the land itself. The land, and, yeah. But now, like, it's it's something that is generational and therefore, like, instilled, right? It's like, okay, mm. we don't like these people or we don't tolerate these people for such and such and such and such reason. And the way to ultimately stop that is a change in education or a change in the way that these kids are being... Um, brought up and so it's it's amazing like in the belly of the beast and by beast i mean really like the situation that's unfolding there and the the difficulties that they're having like there is a light there that is actually working to solve these divisions rather than cause them and uphold and uphold them and strengthen them at at the level of like again young young kids because 
unfortunately, the case is simultaneously is that a lot of other voices in, in conflicts around the world are getting to young people and young kids and trying to instill that division and hatred and whatnot. Mm. Like, and they, they're trying so hard so that those kids will fight for their cause. But this is awesome. Like, this it, is such fantastic news. Absolutely. And I love what you're touching on because the key is when we teach them from an early age, that is where the change can actually happen. But more than that too is we've actually got, you know, the teachers are modelling that as well. Yeah. But obviously that there are families who are also interested, as in parents, because they're sending their children to these schools. So there are parents, families who are actually saying, yes, we ought to be be one together, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so the CEO of Hand in Hand says this, is it's not so much about a celebration of getting this global award as it is about resolution. And, the, and, and um, the CEO says this, that in dark times, you, as in the school, shines a light. And I love the fact, so this is the founder, Vikas Toder actually says that he's the CEO too. And you know, that, that basically in dark times, we actually see a light. And I actually love that. And my, my mind went straight straight to a verse that is, I, I believe, you know, short but really punchy and really crucial. And it's found in the book of Acts. And Luke writes, writes this. He mm-hmm. says in chapter 17 of Acts, and he has made from one blood every nation of men, men to dwell on the face of the earth and he's determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in hope. And I love that because mm. we are all of one blood. God never wanted any division. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Son Law says, come time for our next quiz question for this morning, please. And second one for this week. Mm. Take it away. Here we go. Our second question or quiz. Here we, It's fill in the blank. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there, blank. 0491-064-669. Let me read that one again for you. That's from Mark 135. It says, and in the morning, so this is talking about Jesus. Mm. Rising up a great while before day, he went out, departed into a solitary place, and there, blank. 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook number eight, which, as you said, is focused a lot on desserts. And mm. he gave us three recipes in these books. Like, these books are massive. Like, they're, they're, they're big, they're hardcover, they're heavy enough to hurt someone with, um, and they're filled with scores of recipes that are just amazing. They're healthy, they're, they're full of sections on dietary requirements, they're plant-based, uh, use, like, they're 100% plant-based, very, very healthy, incredibly tasty. Like, that is what Jeremy Dixon is all about. It's, it's, it is brain-breaking how incredible these desserts and the foods that he makes taste despite their lack of ingredients like you know saturated fats and sugars and this and that and the other like it's it is just awesome we want to give this to you absolutely for free so again our number is 0491 and again and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there... 
blank. Mm. Mark one thirty-five. And the clue is, we actually talked about it a bit this morning. Yep. So we'll if you were listening, it, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Absolutely, mm. something that is common that we do like to talk about. Mm. Where are we going to in Alabama, and what's our story today? Yeah, okay, so this story is a bit spicy. It covers topics of. Uh, Transgenderism, firstly, and secondly, suicide. And so if those topics, maybe, maybe you've got some, some young ears in the car or wherever it may be this morning, maybe it's good to turn down the radio and come back in 10 minutes or so or eight minutes. Maybe you uh, yourself are quite sensitive to these topics. I'm just giving you guys some forewarning that potentially you should turn it down and, and come back. But essentially, this story comes from Alabama, as you said, and it's the story of the mayor and pastor in a small town there called Smith Station. So the mayor of Smith Station, his name is Bubba Copeland. Uh, Bubba was a nickname of his. Um, but yeah, Bubba Copeland was not only the mayor of Smith Station, which is a small town, like 7,000 people, tiny town, mm. um, but also was the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Phoenix City. So he's a family man, he's the pastor, he's the mayor in this small American southern town. Wow. Everyone knows this guy. Very well known. It's just one of those places. It's like you you would know living out west, everyone knows each other. Everyone in small towns, you're constantly bumping into each other, the post office, down the street, at the petrol station. But more than this, he was a pastor of the church, so he had a congregation and a mayor. So he would be featured in the papers, in the media. That's right. Like every, well everyone, known. everyone would know him. Everyone usually in those small towns, especially like in the South, very Christian orientated. Everyone in those small towns usually knows the pastor and knows the mayor. This guy just happens to be both. So mm. a person with great influence in that area. And he ultimately got found out to be living a secret online life as a transgender woman. Wow. Which was really wow intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially he was th- this, uh, an article came out from a conservative newspaper in the area that did a full investigation and research into what this person was doing and what they were participating in. And it started as a photo getting released of him wearing like cross-dressing essentially and, and wearing women's clothes, wearing a wig. Like he's a big bald guy. He's like wearing a wig, wearing makeup, you know, wearing his, his wife's clothes, these kinds of things like this photo first come out uh, to his deep uh, embarrassment and that would be a big, big shock to him, but a big shock to the yeah, community like, and especially like a, the church congregation. A massive shock. Mm. And the initial response to this that he gave, because first this photo came out, and then he said, oh, this is uh, a photo that was taken in the privacy of my own home. It was a joke. We were just kidding around. Um, it was just, just a meme, like, like oh, it, it doesn't represent me or who I am or whatever it may wow. be. But then this investigative team, this journalist, started releasing more and more information of him actually having multiple accounts online where he would be transgender and participate in transgender discourse, and then furthermore would be talking about living life as a transgender person, would be encouraging people to take 
um, gender transitioning hormones, mm. like all this. So it, it, it went, it started. So it, it went a whole lot further than just him that's, wearing those clothes. That's too. right. And you've got to wonder how long this has actually been going for as well, as yeah. well as, I mean, several questions arise to, you know, that the double life that, you know, it had been mm. lead, leading, um, and not following the prince of biblical principles. And also, how did the journalists manage to get a hold of these photos yeah. information? So, There's a whole lot of questions. So yeah, you know, in terms of how they got hold of that, information not much has been divulged but i think the world has gotten so small because of the internet it's simultaneously gotten huge because there's so Mm. much data on Mm -hmm. people but then at the same time like there's someone who knows something about someone who you might know or might see it's just it's just the way the world runs and operates and our circles have gotten so much bigger making the world so much smaller and i was having a conversation with someone you know i saw one of my friends like who i met in australia but now is currently living in california they posted something on instagram and then we had this conversation it was it was like a it was like a sports game happening in california nba game and we were talking about it it's like and and this person said to me like oh it's crazy that i have friends you know in australia still after i haven't been there for years and years and years like the world has gotten so small and so Mm. basically this person, he gets found out and then like as more information is being dropped about how deep this goes, the, the more excuses are coming through from this guy of like, okay, yeah, so I was living a bit of a double, double life. It was just something I was doing to de-stress. And then I think then furthermore, when the information about them encouraging other people to become transgender and whatnot, which is like, this was the key thing. It's a very against the Bible. It's very against a biblical lifestyle. Mm. Then it was like, okay, this person is acting against a lot of the things that they stand for. And, mm. and it was like, oh, this is, this is going a lot deeper and a lot further. Mm. Um, and ultimately... Uh, I believe he had, you know, his position, like this had all just come out last week. Like this is like Thursday last week, like all this information had been divulged. Mm. And then he was in the process of responding and responding. Then there was a call for a welfare check uh, because this person's position had been like, okay, you're going to be stepped down from all these things and whatnot. And he was missing and there was a call of like, okay, where is this guy? Mm -hmm. And the police find him in his car and try to, you know, pull him over and have a chat with him. And he takes off and they engage in a slow speed car chase, Mm -hmm. you know, not even, not even exceeding the speed limit. uh, But him just not pulling over until he gets out of his car and, this is the the very gnarly and spicy details um, of suicidality. Uh, but ultimately he gets out of his car, um, draws a handgun and takes his own life. Wow. And they, the police weren't chasing him because he was a criminal, by mm. the way. Um, mm. They were, they were doing a welfare, a welfare check. check. Mm. And ultimately. Checking on his well-being. That's right. He ultimately, he took his own life. Um, and there's. There's lots to be speculated about as to like why he would have done that, and uh, but I think the ultimate answer, the ultimate reason, is is the shame that he mm. probably was experiencing mm. having been outed for this double life, mm. and it, it's it, it's interesting to see some of the discourse 
surrounding this story, some of the comments that people have been making online surrounding it as well. Some people have been saying, oh, this is the, this is the pressure that ministers are under, you know, and, and that he would take his own life. You know, he did do the wrong thing. Da, 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 da. It's like, oh, and they're saying that it's actually that the church's fault, potentially, that he took his own life or, or something like this. And I think the reality of the situation is that he, like all people, were living a life in sin. In his case, unfortunately, he was propagating that he was living a life that wasn't the Mm -hmm. case, but it was found out that it was the case, that he was living a double life deeply in sin. Um, And as a pastor, you know, and, and as Christians in general, like we need to come to understand that there is a great shame that comes with the sin that we participate in. Uh, But in the face of all of our sin, whether we are a serial liar or we're living a double life or we're engaged in sexual sin or we're a murderer or we're this or that, the other, uh, we are before God, all of us fallen, broken, full of shame, not good enough and in need of a savior. And it's unfortunate in this situation. It's like, this guy, okay, obviously living a double life, obviously falling short of the biblical standards. There's going to be real-world consequences that come as a result of that, losing his job, losing his his place in church and whatever. Mm. But at the same time, like, you know... For, the for the good, grace for, of God but, is there, and that's why we have the stories in God's Word about mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, so many people, you know, even... I mean, you think of Moses, who was a murderer, but God chose him to be a leader. Yeah. Uh, and that's the beautiful thing that we have a God of grace, yeah. you know, but this is really tragic story on yeah. so many levels. And, and that's the thing. It's gotten infinitely more tragic because of this suicide. And the and family and the wife and just, the trauma they're going yeah, through too. If like, it would have been hurtful to the family already yeah. uh, because of, you know, what had been divulged. But he has taken a step here that is infinitely more painful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's ultimately a reflection for us of, do we want to be a Peter or do we want to be a Judas? Mm-hmm. That's both of those people committed grave sins, denied Christ, did terrible things, but either you can choose to repent and put away the shame and give the shame to Christ, or you can choose to, to, to end it all and end up lost. That's the decision that we have. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're back on deck together again this week. Take it away, please, Lawson, with our third quiz question. Is the phrase neither hot nor cold from Jude or from Revelation? If you know the answer to that one, 0491 064-669 <laughs> is the phrase neither hot nor cold from Jude or Revelation. 0491-064-669. And I'm not going to say bonus point, but if you're if you're really if so you inclined, know the verse where if it's you're found. so inclined, not just the verse, but the phrase that uh-huh. we, we have a yes. phrase that describes this, or, or a Absolutely. word that describes this state of being neither hot nor cold. Mm-hmm. Hey, just let us just let us know what it is. It's not going to be worth bonus points, 
but it would just be great if you did. Absolutely. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Of course, our prize for this week, none other than the Revive Cafe Cookbook number eight. Scores and scores of incredible plant-based, healthy, tasty recipes that we can give you and that you can make at home and impress your friends, do whatever you like. But hey, right now it's come time for our segment on all things politics and prophecy with none other than Pastor Justin Lawman. Justin, are you there with us? Yeah, Lawson, how are you today, mate? Boy, I'm fantastic, bro. I'm so great. I'm so glad, grateful. I'm glad I have to your tell voice. you, Lawson. I've got to. I've got to confess. I'm walking around Canberra the other day, and I look, and here's a poster uh-huh. looking at me. Uh huh. Guess who's on the poster? No. <laughs> no. Come on. Is it Come me? On. Is it me? It's you. Oh, it's you. There you go. This hey, famous star that's coming to Canberra. <laughs> coming to the little town of Canberra, all the way from, from Newcastle. No, we're super excited to come down next weekend. Uh, we're, a group of us are going to be down there representing Faith FM and you know talking and all Justin things. Justin said he'll be sitting right out the oh, front. Mate, he's going to yeah. be right there. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get a poster so I can get it signed. Oh, I, am, I will be handing out autographs left and right. Like I, I am here for it, bro. Now, remember, make sure... Justin, you get your autograph on his photo too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would I need Danuta, that for? How, how are you, Danuta? I'm being rude. I'm how doing well, thank you, Justin. Good to have you on again. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Justin, what's happening in the world? What's happening in the world? It's good bro? we're laughing because there's not much to laugh about love, in the world I love today. it. I love it. I tell you. What a, what a way to start off the segment. Hey, what's happening? What is happening laugh, in yeah. the world? There's so much happening, I'm going to go pretty quickly, just a bit of a sweep for people to keep uh, aware of what's going on. Really interesting role Australia has right now. Um, mm-hmm. People may not be noticing that while the United States had no speaker in the House and all sorts of crises going on in the world, they took in our Prime Minister and gave him the red carpet treatment. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. They don't normally do that for us because we don't feature so heavily in the world sort of picture, Mm. but they did. Mm. So you always have to say, well, why? Why? (laughs) Why? Mm. And guess where our prime minister is today? He's in China. He's in China. They're correct. And look for a statement from our prime minister about Taiwan Mm. and listen very carefully. That's massive. Because we are rolling into a, I think, a world war mm-hmm. because there's three fronts that are possible, a third front's possible, and that's Taiwan. We already have Russia and Ukraine. Mm. The, Biden, the fighting is still brutal and going on. It's horrendous stuff. And then the shocking scenes we're getting out of uh, the Middle East with mm. Gaza and Israel, uh it seems to me now. Here's here's some other things to pay attention to. The U.S. have just employed 800 recruiters for mm. the military. Wow! And the big buzzword over there is there's going to be a draft. Oh! Now we haven't sort of lived through any of this stuff in our lifetimes, mm. um, and. This is a, just another indicator. All the ships that are being sent over and gathering, they're, they're still sending more and more. 
Um, it seems to me that we're rolling into a very nasty conflict. Mm. And particularly, as you mentioned, Taiwan. Taiwan has become incredibly important geopolitically because it represents the technological future of the world, essentially. Mm. Like, in, in Israel and Palestine, it's a dispute between two racial groups or two cultural groups over a piece of land in Russia, Ukraine. It's, you know, you could say it's maybe a a bit more economic and about uh, natural resources or something like this. But this war in Taiwan, what Taiwan has to offer to the world is that technological aspect of their chip building, their processing building. And I think the, the technology wars that a lot of people and a lot of media and whatnot had, have been pointing at for the last however many um, decades is now that's that's where it is happening because of how important Taiwan is to that whole spectrum of technology. The super chips that they produce, the, the world's trying to get a, a you know somewhere else they can do it, even Denmark and places and Pakistan, but it, it's really uh, Taiwan is essential to the, just even a modern car. You, you need these chips mm. or nothing functions. Mm-hmm. Now, on just in, if the military stuff's not enough, the economic, the economic, the, you know, just north of Israel's Lebanon, mm-hmm. Lebanon's inflation rate is around, I think it's 170, it's either 140 or 170%. Wow. Wow. Um, there's all sorts of stuff going on in the US with the House now with their new sure. speaker, Trump sides winning, and they want to, if we're going to help Israel, we have to take money away from something else. Mm. Which is, a, which is a first for the last 20 years. All they do is add and add and add to the debt. Mm. But the debt's got to the place now where they're going to struggle just to provide normal services because mm. it's at least a trillion dollars next year is the projection, the interest repayments wow. that the U.S. government has to make in one year, mm. which is just not sustainable. They have to stop the debt, mm-hmm. and that will stop the economy. So there's, there's multiple factors, and there's one other thing I want to mention. If you, everyone's feeling good now, are you feel yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. There's fault lines, fault lines within the world and our society over religion. Sure. Mm. That are, I'll call it the balkanization, the, the, the conflict in the former Yugoslavia, the Balkans conflict, where this ancient, you know, the Ottoman Empire once ruled there, and so there's a lot of people that hold to the Islamic faith, and then there's the Christians who fought back, and and then it all blew up again in the 1990s, this horrendously. Mm. Um, this fault line in the Middle East is deep, and it's very real, mm-hmm. and it's also now in the West. Mm. The mm. protests that have happened just over the weekend, some of the biggest protests in history nearly mm. across the world over uh, Palestine and Israel, mm. the 
the Crescent, as the, the Prime Minister of Turkey described this conflict as the Crescent against the Cross. Wow. That's not good. Yeah. No. That's not good. Uh, they view Iran particularly, since they over there in the the 80s, 1979, um, and they've had their, they really had a theocracy there. They view America as the great Satan, and Israel is just uh, their way to take on America. Mm. And so, hence, America's got talking up the draft, employed 800 recruiters to get their military larger, sending all sorts of weaponry and ships and things over there. Uh, folks, this is really, really not good. And really of course, religious war, uh, the difficulty of religious war is, be, is that the conviction uh, the, and the motivation to win is so much more heightened because nationalism only goes so far. Like, I think nationalism's limits are, well, say, for example, you look at World War II and for the United States, it's like, okay, they've bombed Pearl Harbor, they've killed our own. Uh, furthermore, they're coming to threaten our way of life. Okay, we need to fight. Like, that, that's, that's what it's about. It's a threatening of the way of life. And with religion and wars over religion, it's, it's that. But I think in, 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 in even in a deeper sense, in, in a very personal sense, in a, in a sense that is kind of regardless of location, it's like, oh, th- this very thing that is at the core of my being, my beliefs and my faith is being attacked, and therefore, like, I'm going to defend it with all that I have. And we can just see throughout the, you know, if we reflect on what happened in the middle, in middle the, the Dark Ages, um, just the, the hurt and the destruction and, and the evil that that led to. It's this is terrible news. Like mm. for wars yeah. to be fought over these kinds of things is is terrible news for faith. It's terrible news for people uh, that this is happening. Well, we've lived in, you know, I'm talking about us here in Australia and the three of us as we're having this discussion. There's different people listening to us. I understand, but where we have lived, it's been rather secular mm. and tolerant mm-hmm. and open. Mm. Mm. Uh, it just seems to me that the world is getting more and more polarised every year. Now it seems like every day that polarisation, as you said rightly, Lawson, like nationalism can really work when you think of your own family. I'm protecting my kids' future and my my wife, my mum, my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that gets all tied up so you have very powerful forces with you your nation because it's your family you're defending and so mm. you'll fight your your religious convictions um <laughs> the western world doesn't really possess many if mm. we're just being honest sure mm. uh we're on faith fm today but um there's a we're not the biggest radio station being listened to yeah. because you know faith is in the west has sort of vanished back into the background. And people don't realise the benefits that we all live now in this open, peaceful society is because of the underpinnings of our pioneers and the people that built these countries in the West Mm. had that deep religious conviction and a Mm. worldview, that Mm -hmm. paradigm in which they looked at the world was through those glasses. Mm. Um the West is really going to come under challenge in this space. 
because so many people now don't even think about how they look through the world or that they, they, they don't necessarily know its origins and its total end, where it's going to take them. Mm. So interesting time to be alive, folks. Yeah. Interesting time to be alive. There's not it, never a dull moment at, in the world right now, I tell you. Mm. And it's quite interesting, you know, viewing the, 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 having conversations with people who grew up in that secular environment and who are a bit older. And it's like, oh, we've been through this before. You know, it was in the eighties. It was that the world was going to blow up. And at this time it was this, this time it was that. But uh, we know as students of the Bible and, and looking at these situations, that it's only going to get bigger and more hectic from here. Yeah, it is. And I, I say it every week. Hey, Jesus is coming. You don't have to panic. You just have to be close to him. Amen. And no matter what's going on in the world, put put Jesus first in your life. He can forgive you for any mistake you've ever made. Mm. And mm. and to get you back into a right relationship with him, That's it. he'll initiate it. You just got to reach out to him and, and ask him for help. But mm-hmm. um, don't be naive to the gravity in which we live because... Yep, there's been those times, yeah, it all looks really bad and then it comes good and everything, but there's been some bad times in human history too. Mm. And uh, we are we are walking quite, you know, sometimes you say you sleepwalk into a war mm-hmm. and you wake up in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's asleep on this one now. There's maybe... Yeah. There's people that are just caught up in their own little life, but that's going to get interrupted here just on the economics of this mm-hmm. um, and how it's going to impact the way we've done life here for the last 50 years, since the Second World War, 70 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's going to be affected. If, if, and we pray this doesn't eventuate into a global conflict, but we in our lifetime have never lived in something mm-hmm. that is this close to one. Mm. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.